At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. Tox Machina airs live at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific, and it's also uploaded to youtube.com slash critical role on Thursday mornings. If you like our podcast, please rate and review it on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Without further ado, here's this week's episode of Tox Machina. Are we on the internet? Did you know that the inventor of M&Ms was allergic to peanuts? Well, that's one way to go. Good evening, and welcome to an all-new Tox Machina. My name is Brian W. Foster, and I will be your host this evening. Tonight, we will be discussing Critical Role Campaign 2, Episode 21, Stalker in the Swamp, with my guests, Liam O'Brien and Marisha Ray. Give me the bull! Wait, that's the kind of bull they were arguing about? Hurry before the camera goes out, they gotta see us! Oh my god! We're back. <laughs> well, I'm tired. <laughs> that's all the time we have. That was great. You guys are good sports. Not good at sports, you're good sports. That's true. That's, yeah. Both of those things are true. Can we go back to Brian for a second? I, for the first time ever, am seeing a bust of Ford yes, on the shelf look. next to Brian, and it is so unsettling. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. Very, a fan, a critter sent this in. It's very awesome. It's very heavy. It's amazing, but from where I sit, it looks on the screen, it's looking right at us. It is. Right at us. That's some haunted mansion level shit. And I bet if you walk by, it'll still be looking at you like that. He's over there. (laughs) As you guys probably have noticed at home, we've started to add a lot of campaign two to the set, and we'll be doing more of that in the days and weeks and years to come. Decades. Decades. This campaign will be 20 years long. New government. New government. Guys, we have a couple of quick announcements, and then we're going to get right into it. This week, this week, both of you have a lot of splaining to do. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. But what's awesome is Vox Machina Origins hardcovers are still on sale through the Geek and Sundry online shop. Guys... I can't get this fucking... If you've been enjoying, if you've been eyeing one of the limited edition versions, which comes with a faux leather cover. Look at that shit. 
a limited edition print, not pictured here, and a slipcase. That's this, the right? Print? Is this the slipcase? You're holding the print yeah, 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 in yeah. your hand. Yeah. It's the it black It comes piece. with a limited edition slipcase. Let me do my job. Yeah. <laughs> a limited, can I show them what this is? Sure. No, I didn't, it was like that. I mean, Matt's policy is just yes. So we'll do the map policy. A limited edition print. Wow. Over here. Do we still have Ooh. Yeah. Ah. Hold on. Look at those motherfuckers. Hold on. So chic. There we go. I kissed the pike. They argue with each other hardly at all. And you get the actual book too, guys. Act now. Supplies are running low. Is that true? That's probably very true. It is true. Uh, thank you, Chris Lockie, manager of supplies. Check out all the details on our glorious new website, critroll.com. Again, that's critroll.com. Critroll. Critroll. Starting this week, we'll also be posting fan art and GIF of the Week winners on critroll.com. So you guys can go check them out there. This will allow you to find our weekly winners much easier. We also have a new Instagram account, at Machina. Go follow it. Do not troll us. We don't care. <laughs> Without further ado, let us discuss. Episode 21 of Critical Role Campaign 2, and also the name of my upcoming memoir, Stalker in the Swamp. Dun dun dun! <laughs> Well, gang, we begin tonight's discussion as we begin all night's discussions oh. with crit roll stats. Oh yeah! From yes. our friends. It's just an, crit an roll hour of crit roll stats, right? It's gonna be 90 minutes of stats tonight. Okay. okay. Thank goodness. Uh, Thank this goodness. is the first episode of the new campaign to surpass four hours of gameplay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was bound to happen. It really. Was. Yep. Four hours, seven minutes, 27 seconds. About 17.5 minutes longer than the runner-up, which was episode 13, as we all know. Bo got her 30th natural 20 in this episode. Oh. Can I borrow your dice? I have a game Friday. <laughs> uh, no. She continues to have the most nat 20s with not in a distant, their words, not mine, second place with 19. So we have 11 more than Sam does. That's pretty does, good leeway. Yeah. yeah. Is that because you just you just hit a ton, right? Do we think? It's a I lot of hitting. hit Lots three, of hits. Three to four times around now. Right. Like, the people said Vax did so well because of all his, his luck rolls. You're rolling more. Yeah. That could uh, yeah. be it. Or it could just be that Bo is an amazing martial artist who has trained her whole life. Yeah. And it's just paying off. Yeah, Let's go with great. that one. That's how I choose to look at yeah. it. Let's go with that one. Mm -hmm. Just a boss. Speaking of nat 20s, guys, the Mighty Nine rolled their 100th natural 20 this episode. Oh. And it was Fajordi's constitution save to maintain concentration on Hunger of Hadar. Oh, yeah, yeah. As we okay. remember. Nott and Bo are tied for the most natural ones with 18 each. Yeah. It's a lot. Again, lots of rolling. Equal it's not for charity failures, anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wish it were. Uh, Caleb ranks third, actually, with 14 natural oh, ones. That's sad. It is sad. Mm. Should we? <laughs> You're not going? rolling as often. No, I'm not anything as often. I'm just kind of fearing my own life. 
Oh boy, here we go. Wait, should we talk about the game instead? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the game. Okay. Uh, we don't have time to... I mean, do we have time, Max, to delve into Liam's... Um... Guys, Ford is still looking at me from the screen. That's <laughs> true. Hey guys, our first question of the night is for all of us. Oh no. my god. That is kind of terrifying. It is aimed right at me! Travis, stop it! Stop it! Who's a good boy? Oh. Who's a good boy? You're gonna mess up his Eddie Monster hair. Who's a good Careful. Doggy. Hey guys, this question is for everybody, and it comes from Screaming Nerd. Mm. How'd it feel to see that awesome as heck DMD Beyond opening? Holy mm. crap. Oh, oh, oh. Holy crap. I saw it seconds before the show Thursday night. Oh man. And I was like, is that a 15 part harmony? Did it, like, that Sam was singing? That Basically. Part, go, you go. You first, yeah, then me. No, you go. No, you go. No, you go. Bass licky. Bass licky. The Sam singing part was the least surprising bit to me because I've known him for so long and I've seen him sing about putting his finger in his own butt and Ikea mm -hmm. and uh, all kinds of uh, weird songs. And so I know that he's, a, he uh, worked on the show Sing Off for two mm -hmm. seasons where he like wrote all the jokes and was around on set for two years of that show. So I know that Sam is acapella you know, God tier, but the animation is from my childhood, yes. like age seven, age eight. That is Thundercats, Transformers, G.I. Joe. Yep. So with the Thundercats. mighty nine. So Thundercats. so Thundercats. The first three Super seconds is so Thundercats. Uh, Even the drum fill reminds uh, you of Thundercats. Yeah. I don't know, man. Certain things like hit you in certain ways that you're not gonna expect, and that was one of them, and I was just like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Travis and Sam had seen it before we all did, so yeah. they were like, get ready, and I wasn't ready. Travis told me, he's like, I've watched it 50 times. I'm like, really? He's like, you'll see why. Uh, and uh, it was amazing. Cried. Yeah. Cried. Yeah, got, I know. got teary for so sure. So easy to cry. The so easy. YouTube, uh, I forgot how many views were on there, but it was some astronomical amount. Probably because everybody's just like, refresh, refresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so fun, you want more? I want like 50 episodes of all of you guys prancing around like that, you know? Man. But I want them all to be sung by Sam. But yes, yeah. well just, just cross your fingers and your toes and anything else on your body you're able to cross. And yeah, well. If we believe hard enough, it'll happen. Okay, I read the secret. Hey guys, our next question is from Zundax. Um, took some of that this morning, actually. Bo and Jester, this is from Marisha. Bo and Jester seem to be growing quite close. Is Bo enjoying having a close female friend, and how does she feel about Jester's every night's a slumber party kind of vibe? Uh, Bo is deeply enjoying having a, a friend, and a friend who doesn't seem to question Bo for who she is. Um, I think, you know how there are cer those certain people in your life that can kind of just are immune to your assholishness? Yeah. Kind of feel like that's Jester to Bo, and I think Bo just really appreciates having somebody who can just kind of bring out that whimsy yeah. in her. Like, I think for Bo, it's like appreciating a, a adorable little flower, mm. or like those little pinwheels, and all those pinwheels that you had as a kid. Yeah, you're just like, oh, this, yeah. look how cute. Yeah, yeah, she is very charming at She's all times. She's so charming. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? Um, but yeah, no, Bo um, having a friend is new and nice for Bo. Yeah. She's very, very much enjoying it, even though she might not ever say that. Yeah, yeah, I get that, I get that. Danny, do you think there's anybody who can overlook my asshole-nishes? No. 
Assoliciousness. Is that the new Fergie single coming out? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Good callback. Yeah. Fergie. What happened to Fergie? Is he sweet or savory? <laughs> Has anyone seen Michael Caine? Miss <laughs> uh, Sunflower94 has a question for both of you. Yes. How amazing was Mark? What was your favorite moment with him as Callie? Mark was fucking awesome. We were just talking about him backstage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Behind the stage. Over we're on first name basis with Mark. Yeah, because we hung out at the Stream of Many Eyes this weekend, which was dope. Yes. Marisha played on Sunday. Yes, I did. Travis played Sunday. It was a blast. Matt played, Matt played as a Sunday. player. He did? Yeah. With the, you were the there. lovely Deborah Ann Wool. Yeah, those VODs, by the way, guys, are Him. free, I believe, on the D&D Twitch page. So go watch them. You can see a lot of our gang. Liam, sadly, yeah. was not there. But a lot of our gang played in games over the weekend there. Killed him, I said. Killed him? Who did? The Neff, nothing. Oh. You said Deborah killed it. No, I know what he said. Oh, I see what you're oh. saying, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was great. He was Mark. so at ease right away. Um, and he's such a sweetheart. I mean, I've been uh, joking about keeping him out of the country for a couple of months, but <laughs> he's, he's the nicest guy and fucking knows Dungeons and Dragons. And, and like, there was no acclimation period, and he was just right in it. Yeah. And uh, I, he's welcome anytime. Yeah, he was, he was great. He was great. Once again, I loved how cute he was. Yeah. His appreciation for cute things. Yeah. It's like, that's, I like it. When he said the good. thing about being pen pals with Jester pin, and pin she pals. lost pin it. Pen pals? We're all laughing. suckers yeah. for uh, accents, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so. uh, we're going to try and Skype Mark in next week for a little bit to try and see how his side of the experience was. Probably horrible. But we'll get to the bottom of it on Talks Mark. Sure. Uh, Marisha. D&D &D Coalition wants to know. Ooh. Sounds official. Man. It is. Uh, what emotions or thoughts were you having when it seemed the troll was carrying Bo off for good? Did her life flash before your eyes? Would there have been any major regerts? Hashtag no regerts. <laughs> uh, no. No. I had, once again, I had this question a lot of like, when do you think Bo will change her behavior now that she feels like she was on the brink of death? And no. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bo was unconscious. Mm. And Bo got woken up and was like, this is fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, me as a player was thinking, this is gonna suck real bad if my character gets killed off and carried away and I haven't even gotten to say her backstory yet. Yeah. That would've, that would've sucked. But as Bo, I think she's just like, this is, this is another unconscious night in a bar. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You think that she's like Steve-O and like when he gets his testicle bitten off, it's just like, ah, you know, you just gotta roll there, you know? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. 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 I think that, I Steve think Bo. Steve Bo. Yeah, I think in Bo's head, she's like, par for the course. This is normal, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so a bad normal. Huh? Real bad normal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. There's actually a lot of questions, not a lot, but there's several questions tonight about thinking about what would happen if there was a death like that this early in the campaign. Oh, it would, be such, a, it would be such a nut punch at this point in the campaign. If it happens, it happens, and I have like a vague idea, a vague idea of what I would do next. But man, there, I think, It'd be weird. certainly for me, but I think most of us are like, we got all this stuff like pent up. I want to see it happen. Yeah. It's crazy thinking though, 22 episodes almost. Fifth of the way through the campaign-ish. Ugh. 
You're making me feel like summer camp's over and making me sad. Yeah. Fifth of the way through already. That's crazy. Yeah, because it was, what, 115 last time yep. about episodes? Yep. If it's the same amount. We don't know Matt's plan. Yeah, we don't know. Could be shorter. Could be 852 episodes like Naruto. Could be 23. <laughs> yeah, 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 Naruto. Could be 23 episodes. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, yeah. well. That's me. Get your backstory out. Yeah. Because tonight's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Liam. Yeah. Da Harlet wants to know. Darlet. <clears throat> Darlet wants to know. Looking to the screen to verify. I, no, it's not going Darlet. up. Darlet. Yeah, sure. Dar Darlet. Caleb is very quick to send Frumpkin out to comfort people and tends to use his magic in very supportive ways to buff and support his team. Mm. Is this Caleb's way of expressing affection? And if so, do you think the rest of the Mighty Nine recognize this as an attempt at being affectionate? Uh, yeah, it's definitely an attempt. I think different people realize it. Some do and some don't, I, I would guess. Um, uh, he is, uh, people have like floated this online too, but Frumpkin is definitely Caleb's, um, like he, he worked his way up to where he is now with a group of people. He started with, I've gone back, I'm just gonna say it. I've gone back and forth. I don't know if this will ever come up in the show or not, but uh, he had a, no, I'm not gonna say it. I changed my mind. Yeah, Sorry for the blue balls, guys. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Danny's flipping The cat him is off. very important to him, and so while he's not able to like express himself like a normal person, he does like to share the cat for small amounts of time. I get it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. You, Sorry. You're everybody. like that uh, single guy who decides to get a corgi to take walks in the park to hopefully meet girls. <laughs> a corgi. Yeah. Uh, I can categorically say no to that question. <laughs> That's true. Because of things that I know and you don't. Yeah. Uh, I want to respond to that with every question I don't want to answer. <laughs> I can say no because of things I categorically know that you don't. Yeah, that's cool. It's a really highfalutin <laughs> way to say that uh, I'm better than you. Yeah, I'm just saying go fuck yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Marisha, <laughs> Calico Jill asks, uh, you've said before that Bo is of the mindset she can't die. Do you think her near-death experience has shaken that cockiness or just reinforced it? Will uh, she approach situations differently going forward? Question. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Fun. Yeah, probably. It, once again, it, I don't think that it's that Bo is like, I am immortal. Mm -hmm. I just think she still has that young youth teenager thing of like, yeah, I'm going to drag race this car and everything will be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think that it's less that she doesn't think that consequences can happen to her and more that she thinks that they won't. Mm. Um, Interesting. Because I think she just, yeah, it's that cockiness. Um, I, no, I, she was, I was, I thought about this a lot. Bo went unconscious and then kind of came back floating in the air. I don't think Bo knows, she doesn't know how close she got to real death. Yeah. She just thought maybe she was knocked out for a second or? Yeah, because she technically bad, was. Bad shrooms or who knows with Bo. Bo, yeah, Bo's been in enough bar fights to know sometimes you get a little, you get a little whacked silly. Yeah. Um, but cool. all that stuff that happened with Caleb, and thank you for not killing me, by the way. Um, I'm assuming there's a question about that, so several. I'll hold my comments. <laughs> Several, yeah. We're just letting people settle in right now. Right, sure, right, right. sure, sure. We're letting them 
remember some of the other moments yeah, that happened. Lead, in the you don't lead with the finale. <laughs> no, dude. It was also at the end of the episode. It was also at the yeah. end of the episode, as Danny just pointed out. Um, the death of Bo? Did you feel like? Did you feel like? <laughs> did you feel like you had adequate time to answer that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, I don't think it's going to change the way Bo approaches things in terms of caution to the situation. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and it shouldn't. Well, I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who am I? Let's give away some free shit, shall we? I love free shit. Jean Each Jean. week. We like to feature unique creations by you, the critters, including those epic gift-making skills. Up first, it's GIF of the week. Go, 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 GIF. Go, 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 GIF of the week. GIF. Oh, we're back. Our winner for episode 21 of campaign two <laughs> was sent in by Jason Thompson. Let's take a look. <laughs> Did you see this? This is so good. Snap. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. I see that. Everybody, everybody just pops. That was a good one. Yeah. Oh, man. Congrats to you, Jason. You have won the, at these, Critical Role dice. Now, if you guys remember, these are the highly sought after red on black dice. Ooh. Every one of them yeah. rolls a 20, even the D6. And Jason Thompson, you're also going to be receiving this Strong Jaw Ale t-shirt. Sniffed by <laughs> Liam O'Brien. Yes. It's worth so much more now, somewhere. Um, you can. Oh, I just, ooh. Pat, I just patted the left cheek. I, okay. On the left and it's got side. a it's got a buck cheek pat too, and a smell in that order. Think Guys, not the wedge. Don't forget, <laughs> don't forget. You can submit for gifts for our weekly contest by emailing them to submit at talksmachina.com. Submit. Moving on. <laughs> Liam. Yes. This is a question that was submitted by Land Shanties. <laughs> Good job, Chief. Just making sure he's still awake. Uh, Nod is pretty open about how powerful and capable she thinks Caleb is. How does Caleb feel about this? Does he agree with her? About how powerful he is? About how powerful and capable she thinks Caleb is. About what do I think? Um, I guess I could answer however I want. What do I think of, of Nod's thoughts, or what does he think of himself? Um, How does I'm, he feel about the way she views him? Uh, I mean, she's weird, but so is he. He's not judgmental because they're both uh, really strange cases. So he, he doesn't agree 100%. He, he's proud of what he's able to do, and he does think he's competent where he's competent, but she's obviously laying it on way too thick. But he's not. he doesn't feel the need to collar on it. I mean, it's like they're two crazy people. So what's what is he gonna say? Like you're out of your mind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, plus so, it makes you look good, right? Only if people believe it, which nobody does. So yeah. No, Caleb hates himself. Mm. So yeah, no, nothing really gets through that barrier. I understand. Yep. Yeah. Those are the glasses he's wearing, ultimately, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not wearing glasses. <clears throat> In his mind, he is. In his mind, he is. Yeah. Uh, this one's for both of you from. 
Kuti Patra. Kuti Patra or Petra? Who Let's, knows? I need to be specific. It's Patra, P-A-T-R-A. Kuti Patra, like Cleopatra. Except with the Kuti? Oh. Yeah. Kuti yeah. Patra. Can mm-hmm. I say that on Twitch? Hey guys, are either of your characters still remotely interested in recovering that hundred gold, or was Bo's near death, near death to septic troll juice enough to decide to let it go? Uh, hmm. I mean, there's still a hundred gold kicking it <laughs> somewhere out there. Like, it's true. Still, it's, uh, it's out there. It's out there. I think that a that hundred gold was the world to Caleb a month ago, but he is happily at a place where a hundred gold is good money, but not worth risking his hide. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's moving up. Yeah. Thanks to his friends. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, 100 gold. Maybe if it Friends. was like 110. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, just think of how much gold must be left on the floor of that troll's den. Yeah. Mm. So much. Yeah, we can double back. But we could definitely die trying to get it. Yeah. 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 It's hard to say, really. Yeah, it's not worth it, in my opinion. I'm not trying to tell you what to do with your game. Right. It's not worth it, though. <laughs> you don't want to? I mean, I do off camera. It's all the tell you guys exactly what I think about your decisions, <clears throat> good or bad. Mm. Uh, Liam, random guy Kyle wants to know Hi, Kyle. which party member other than Caleb do you think Frumpkin is the most comfortable with? Uh, that's easy. That's not because Frumpkin has spent the most time most with not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember if this has been said in game or not, or just between Sam and I. But not has eaten. Frumpkin twice. No way. <laughs> or attempted to eat Frumpkin no twice. No way. Because Frumpkin, now this is Liam talking. Caleb talks about Frumpkin being a real cat, but this is Liam talking. Now let's be honest, Frumpkin is a fey entity, and when when enough damage has been done to Frumpkin, Frumpkin bamps out and goes to another dimension, dimension. entirely. Yeah. So I'm a little unclear how the rules work. I don't know if not tastes a little bit of blood and fur and <laughs> then Frumpkin's gone, or, or if, if or if or if not just tastes lucky charms for a split second yeah. and then Frumpkin's gone. But we have agreed on two times not has tried to has eaten Frumpkin. The eaten second Frumpkin. time was when he went Okay, didn't really work out well the first time. It just tasted like air, like didn't a rice chew cake. Fast enough. Didn't chew fast enough. Really yeah. fast. Let's give it another shot. Yeah. So, yeah. But as a thought experiment, after not, because that's the easy answer, we've got this one, Ford, Molly, Yasha, and Jester. Mm. Of that group, Laura will, will kill me if I don't say Jester. I'll say Jester. Okay. All right. Yes. <laughs> You yes. gotta say Yasha. I almost did, but then I remember that Laura would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Frumpkin got to shit shit on her on Jester's horn, oh, so that counts true. for a lot. Yeah, that does. Let's just say not. You get a lot closer to someone once you let them shit on your horns. Well, guys, this question is for Marisha, <laughs> and it's from. <laughs> it's from at just here for Marisha. Oh, oh my goodness. How is timely? She's on the show tonight. Oh, wow. Uh, in the past, you've discussed how Bo relies on the belief that everyone is innately selfish and ultimately looking to save their own skins. How does she feel about nearly dying only to be rescued by people who could have easily just left her behind? Oh, that's interesting. That's huh. why Danny picked it. She's a sharp one. Man. Danny Carr. 
Um, Bo's going to have to do some self-evaluation and get back to you on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> on yeah. how Bo feels. Still processing uh, it past this 12-hour period. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Uh, huh. Would part of her understand if they left her behind? I think so. Okay. I wouldn't begrudge anybody that. Yeah. When you're dead. When you're dead, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Begrudging's for the living. Mm. I think we have a shirt coming out that says that. <laughs> I think I think Bo would hope that we would all kind of be under the, uh, the same assumption to do the best we could hmm. without risking our own lives. Um, so I'm, she's probably just assuming that happened. Yeah. Once again, though, it's kind of hard, though. Like, I, we as an audience and we as players know how close Bo really came to dying, but I didn't do any death saving throws. Like, I was out and then kind of back <clears throat> in that same round. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's tough, you know, from a, a Bo narrative. I think she, um... I think she knows she got rattled clearly, and she's also going to be like messed up from troll acid all over her body. Yeah, um, and I didn't I'd, see Saren right for a second. It was that quick. Um, right. Yeah. No. None of that happened. And uh, she does, of course, have the the recollection that it was Callie because Callie has the levitation magic. Mm. So I think she does have that. Like, oh, this Callie girl, like, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. She didn't have to do that. You sweet little flower. Yeah. Um. Mm. But yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I think I think that's still to be discovered. Yeah, I understand. It's still very early. Mm -hmm. A fifth of the way, yeah, but it's yeah, still it's still very mm -hmm. early. You know, I mean, we're still getting into the meats and bones of people's backstories. It's gonna take me so many episodes to kill all of the Mighty Nine. Yes, <laughs> yes, so many. Um, especially as they get more powerful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Liam Meta Date A Girl wants to know. <laughs> Meta Date A Girl. Date a girl. It. It's cute. It's cute. Yeah, I like that. I get it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Callie and Caleb's motives seem similar in that both are trying to hinder those who once manipulated them into doing terrible things. Did this register for Caleb, and did it affect any of his actions or emotions during the episode? I mean, he, of course saw the parallels, um, was very intrigued and, and, and curious about her. It, I know we're gonna get into this. It did not factor at all into anything that happened at the end of the episode, but mm -hmm. earlier in the episode, yeah, 100%, he was, saw, you know, like if they were to travel together for a month or more, I'm sure that they would have, would have like, you know, bonded over and talked about it, but uh, it didn't have much time to register as they trudged through a swamp. So. Yeah. Yeah, didn't didn't factor in later, but um, and Caleb like really warmed up to her very quickly too, and I think that's because I don't know because of her nature, because she was easy to approach, and because of her uh, her experience. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, and her half a scaly thing was very uh, fascinating. Yeah. The, have you guys seen some of the fan art? Oh my no, I don't girl. see that. I don't look at the fan. Well, art. not you, dummy. <sighs> Of course you see the fan art. What a stupid question, Brian. That's so cute. No. Hey, but speaking of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, that I was, was my favorite fan art. I was going to get any love tonight because she was just sitting in the corner looking at you guys like this. 
Hey you guys, I'm a little blue Laura Bailey. I'm pretty good, but I'm made of soft felt. Uh, I'm home and I'm pregnant and I'm watching Talks and I'm getting mad at Liam O'Brien. She's not watching Talks Machina. She might be. She's probably watching Cops. Well, if she is watching, we miss you and we love you. We love you. And this is creepy. This is creepy. Hey, let's give away some more free shit, shall we? And then we'll, uh, oh yes. <laughs> Oh wow, oh wow. It looked like she was playing with a giant Liam because he's... She's about to kill me. But yeah. <laughs> uh, our next giveaway is for you fans that create and send in incredible art for moments during Critical Role. It's time for Fan Art of the Week. Fan Art. Fan Art. Fan Art. Fan Art. Fan Art. This week's fan art winner was sent in by Metal, AKA at Vaquero Wendingo. Let's take a look. Wendingo. Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, I haven't seen this. Yeah. <gasps> that's sexy. Whoa. Yeah, his bones are on the outside. I think he said it took 100 hours. I don't know if it was a he, sorry. They said it took 100 hours, I think I saw on Twitter. So a fifth of campaign one, got it. Yeah. Bones, look at those bones. I like it. Oh, Lots that of detail. Is yeah, it's really cool. It's bones. Yeah. yeah it's, Whoa. It's bones, Doug. The cards are out. Rebirth. Oh, oh, Whoa. and the necklace was the moon cycle. Sure. It was. It was the moon cycle. I believe you. Yeah. It was. Sorry, keep going. There, look. Yeah, see? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's dripping on his That's some finger. serious detail. flowers and his pelvic bones. Well awesome. deserved. Just like Molly. Well deserved. Thanks to everyone who submitted, and congrats to you, Metal. You have won this Critical Role. Oh. They got that. They got this. That's sick. Yeah. Oh. Deluxe Editionis. We don't have bing, that bing, yet. Bing, 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 bing. I know. I know. I this one's, oh, this one's going home with me today. Yes. Jeez. That's so. Look at that, dude. Gratuitous. It's There's really, Mercer. it's really a lovely yes. book. It's it is so really lovely. a lovely book. Dark Wars. Um, a reminder for those submitting: please include how you would like to be credited if you win. And just a reminder that our giveaways are currently only available to people in the U.S., Canada, excluding Quebec. Moving on. Submit. Guys, also too, go to our awesome website to see that fan art up close. You can zoom in, you can razzle, you can dazzle, you can snazzle, and we'll also put it on our Instagram too. If you guys want to take a look, if you want to give the artist a shout out, do it. They work hard on these things, man. Yeah. Um, could we go it. back to the shot of Brian for a second? What do we? Th what would we call the emotion that Ford is exhibiting as he looks over here? It's not long. Panic. Maybe. Shock? Yeah. I feel like, sort of like... It's piercing your soul. Like a bashful nervousness? <laughs> like, just like Travis, he's so unsure in life. What's happening? <laughs> oh, I can't show the Wild Things VHS, right? Nope. I can't put, lean it up against his nope. breast? Maybe right. he's just gotta take a pooper. Aww. Hey guys, our next question. It's time that we address the elephant in the room. Oh boy. Can we please bring out the elephant, Danny? <laughs> that was Liam that made that wonderful noise, by the way. You can hire him for any voiceover needs. Marisha. Blue, yeah, literally any voiceover needs. Uh, Blue Man X Cat wants to know 
Why did Bo object to Caleb wanting to wait to give Callie the bowl? She seemed upset at him wanting to control other people's lives, but he was being cautious. Did Bo not see it that way? <sighs> Question has several parts, so feel free to break it down however you want to. Okay. Let's see here. <laughs> Can I preface this entire conversation with saying that Marisha is one of my greatest friends my in all the world? Animal. Everybody He's knows the best I know. We love each other so much. I'll, I'll kill you while you sleep. <laughs> I, I hate you. Sometimes I, I get jealous your of your guys' closeness, <laughs> and then I remember I just don't like people. <laughs> uh, why did Boda object to Caleb wanting to uh, give Callie, give the, Callie bowl. the bowl? Um, did you not see it as him being cautious? Did you see it as something else? I saw it as him being cautious, and uh, that's fair, and I, that's warranted and justified. And I think Bo knows that more than anybody else, along with not, considering we have a peek into your backstory. Hmm. Um, from Bo and the rest of the Mighty Nine's perspective, we didn't see that whole interaction with Not and Caleb and all of that transpiring. And when it came down to it, in Bo's opinion, what and what everyone has to remember is that Bo's not a hero. Yeah. In Bo's eyes, having this thing that's this potentially horrific artifact on our person when we already have a dodecahedron of Jorhasian death with assassins coming after us, that was just another target on our back in business that wasn't ours. Yeah. Um, in business that we <clears throat> had no knowledge or recollection of until we had met Callie. So with Bo, she was like, why, this isn't our jam, and if Callie is telling the truth and she is going to destroy this and actually wants to go out and destroy this cult, great. Bonus points yeah. for us. If she is lying to us and she does want to go out and talk to Tiamat, I think in Bo's head, that's another adventuring party's problem. Mm, that's above her pay scale. Yeah. That's not why we were here. Um, and once again, like Bo's- So you didn't feel like it would come back to bite you in any way? If, no. If she did go to, okay. No, I mean, it could, but I think Bo would deal with that when she felt like it was her business to deal with that. Mm. In the meantime, Bo didn't really have any agency to like know or care. And um, you know, and I, I saw a lot of people being like, I, you know, Bo is with the Colbar Reserve. Wouldn't she know? like how potentially dangerous this artifact can be. It, and some people were like, I feel like it was an ignorant choice to, to go that way. Um, but you also kind of have to think of it in the reverse way that yes, Bo is a part of the Cobalt Reserve and think of it in the opposite direction where she does know all of these bad things and tomes and stuff like that exists. Yeah. What are we gonna do? Go around intercepting 
every potentially dangerous item yeah. that, you know, doesn't have anything to do with us. Yeah. Um, and that's just Bo's opinion. I mean, it, it's, I'm not saying it's the right choice or the wrong choice. You it's know, the character choice. It's though. the character choice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Bo had no interest in wanting anything to deal with this bowl, and what she was trying to tell Caleb was essentially along that same lines. Like you had no knowledge that this bowl even fucking existed yeah. until Callie came along. Um, beyond that, yeah, I. I she was willing to go along with it until Caleb started suggesting holding Callie overnight. Mm. Um, and then just due to stuff that Bo has dealt with in her backstory that unfortunately no one knows about yet. Uh, just tell us all. You yeah. Just, right well, now. Yeah, you know what? Give Whoops. me the exclusive. If you tell us your whole backstory, I'll tell why Frumpkin is so special. Oh, wow. <laughs> Seems like an even Should, trade to I me. I think. Let's clear the decks here and make way for that, because, man, just, just uh, to hear his part of it would be great. Yeah, who needs us at Thursday yet? Let's just yeah, do it right now. Let's do it right now. Kitty biscuits. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I see. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, I want to say that I respect the fact that you make bold character choices. I know that a lot of people online, I don't know, maybe they think that they gain some sort of strength by giving you shit. Um, but in the time that I've known you, you actually are the one gaining the strength from that shit that people give you. And I like that in the face of that, after the last campaign, you still decide to make bold character choices, even if they're unpopular in a lot of ways, because you know it's what's right for that character. And in my opinion, that makes your RP that much more solid because you're going, I don't care how this is gonna go over sometimes because it's the right thing that this person would do. And <laughs> I, think that's, I, I think that's fucking awesome. And I think it's indicative of exactly how you guys have chosen to tackle playing this game in an open capacity like this in front of people. Is it's like, we're actors, we don't, even if someone handed you a script for a video game part or for whatever it is, you're gonna own the shit out of that mm. character because all of you guys have known for years and you take this extremely seriously. And this is a character you play a, for a lot more hours than anything you guys end up doing in voiceover. And you guys know these characters better than any you've other played. It, anything you've, you've played. And you guys came up with this shit yourselves versus someone <laughs> handing it to you. Can I, uh, before you even ask me a question about it, I might overlap, but I want to toss out a, a th three ideas yeah. about all this. Because obviously there's been a lot of discussion and debate and people are really passionate about it, which is a fucking amazing that people care so much yeah. about what happens in our Dungeons and Dragons yeah, game. Yeah, deeply. Right? Uh, one, I encourage everyone who watches our show to go watch the old Japanese film Rashomon, mm. which is about uh, an event in the woods. It's, it's an old movie. It's a Kurosawa film, and something happens in the woods, and the movie is three different people in thirds telling their account of what happened out in the woods. And everything is, every story is totally different, Everyone from their perspective of the same event tells a completely different story. Different people are the hero or villain depending on who's telling it, okay? Just go watch that film. Mm. That's, that's all I gotta say. You get what I'm hinting at. The other thing is, like, I know that Vox Machina was more of a, a like a family, obviously, and this clusterfuck of uh, a-holes is not. Um, w this is not a Sunday school 
Bible parable class, right? We're, yeah. we're not an after-school special where we're trying to exhibit people doing good things and right things. It's like a character study of some really fucking weird people. They're not role models. They're not I mean, they might end up being, but that we're not like doing the perfect no. after-school special, don't do drugs, Timmy. Yeah, Char Character obviously. study is the base way, best way of putting it. Character In the study. same way that Matt yeah. has an arc to his story for this campaign, each so of you yeah. are going to have your own arc for those characters. Yeah. Yeah. Delilah Briarwood is a terrible person mm -hmm. and super compelling. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is like, this is a game of Dungeons and Dragons. If, if Caleb can't decide, I want to have a moment, I want to do something, I'm going to make this happen and try to fix things with this group and, 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 and propose something and have a moment, what's the point of D&D? &D? If Bo can't be like, I'm going to grab that fucking bowl and stop this, what's the point of D&D? &D? If yeah. Percy can't stab the illusion of Raishan three times in the back, <laughs> if Vax can't chase a green dragon, if Scanlan can't go into a house and burn it down as a Tyrannosaurus Rex, what's the point yeah. of Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. I don't want to play it if we can't have moments like that. Yeah. So I don't care what gripe <laughs> Caleb and Bo had together. <laughs> Lucky. And Caleb, like, listen, I live in Caleb's skin, so of course I associate and feel passionate about Caleb's point of view, but it's not the only point of view, and the point is not being right, the point is to fucking have fun and get into it. Yeah. That's it, that's yeah. the point. Yeah, I completely yeah. agree, well said. I, I think the um, the character study is, is kind of the right way of putting it. I, I think what we do differently, God, no, that's gonna sound super high and mighty. I don't know. Yeah, uh, leave those I, kind of statements to me. I, <laughs> Like we're uh, we're uppity actor types, so I, I think go. we um, we like making complex characters, um, and and we want to explore that and see what these complex characters do because people are complex, people are complicated, you know. It, you, you hear a lot of people complaining about contradictions, like what this person said that today didn't line up with what they said two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, have you ever had a Facebook post from two years pop up being like, remember when you said this, you dumb shit? Yo, and you're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. oh God, that yeah, was yeah. a dumb thing for me to say. Every person alive is full of contradictions. Yeah, we're yes. all full of contradictions. Um, you know, and you're, you're allowed to be upset at our characters and you should. And I feel like that's why we as actors have jumped into this profession mm -hmm. is because we like making people feel things. And yeah, the reason um, I say that this show scratches my theater itch is for this very thing. Because yeah, it's because all this shit is happening. Yeah. And there's no question that she and I were like fucking passionate about our point of views. Because we yeah. were in the we were in the kickboxing ring together. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know, we we stepped aside and we're like, ah, ah. that was crazy. Yeah. And also, too, thinking about like, so Melville said a great scene, a great moment is about the opposite of what it appears to be about. And I look at that scene, which if you explain it to someone, you say it was an argument about a bowl, but it wasn't an argument about over Not a bowl. At all. No, it was about it was, past it was about, experiences. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It was about what's in the rearview mirror. Control issues on both sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And being able to like have those clashes and flush that stuff out. Um, that's the red meat, Brian. That's the red meat, and that's and ultimately is the stuff that ends up bringing you guys closer together. But it also yes. it's probably very difficult for a lot of people who watch the first campaign or a lot what people are doing now is watching it in like a week and a half, 
not, you know, calling in sick to work and just like, <laughs> some of the times I see people tweet and say they, oh, I started last week and I already got through the first campaign. I'm like, what? Yeah. Um, just tape the eyelids open. But it's got to be hard because, you know, there were some noble, some flawed, but some noble motherfuckers in Vox Machina. This it, is a completely different group of people that I are in a different set of circumstances. Fascinating, especially for the two of us. We're like, with facts, it was like whatever she wants is is going to happen. And now, like I'm doing like one zero zero one zero zero one zero zero one zero fail 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 dealing with with her character. And that was only six months ago. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like a psychological experiment. As yeah. has yeah. been this week. Yeah, deep psychological experiment. Yeah, I mean that's what the whole thing is. Yeah, that's that's why we, that's a big reason why we play the game. It's not the only way to play the game or the only reason to play the game, mm. but I think it's a big reason. Stop spilling your su- stuff on yourself. Ah! <laughs> this is the fifteenth shirt Marisha has gone get a, through. Get a thing. Can we get Marisha a, um, get a like paper a, towel? This is why like I don't a, wear white some, or sleeves. Like a red lobster bib some or club soda. Uh, a McCree poncho. A sippy cup that you can tip upside down without all of it pouring out. Hey. Oh, there it is. That'll do it. It's not a bullet wound for crying out loud. <laughs> Good God. Man, she's going to answer the questions. It's a coffee. That it's coffee. sucks. You know what's Damn cool, it. though, is your outfit and your mug kind of match. Thanks, man. It's yeah, all no greeny themed. Take some Great. of that water there and pour it on the... Keep going. Keep going. That's um, another question. Don't mind. Well, Drunk Rafinski said, did you guys have to kill the memories of Vax and Keyleth that hard? <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, uh, okay, this one I like a lot. Oh, come on, come on. Isn't that funny? It's still alive. Yeah. Uh, he's not. <laughs> that's not. That's not a spoiler. I just made that. I'm just kidding. Don't worry about it, guys. Hey, Liam, Bacon Queen Vern wants to know, Yeah. Uh, Caleb seemed to genuinely like and tr- somewhat trust Callie until he found out she had ties to Tiamat. What was going on in his mind at that moment? Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think that's a mischaracterization. I mean, I... Clarify it for A lot's us, going yeah. on. So Caleb is trying to make good with the group and not doing a very good job of it. Um, I'm sorry, boo. So, no, it's fine. It's great. Um... <laughs> I mean, he obviously saw the extreme parallel between their their backgrounds, uh, but then just hey, had to go, a... go to a full on Liam while I'm cleaning my shirt. Come on, there we go. Would you like my jacket? Uh, Good, because I'm cold. What was the question? Even the all right, question so... was: Do you seem to genuinely like and somewhat trust Callie until? You found out she had ties to Tiamat. What was going on in Caleb's mind? I, mean, at I that think moment? Caleb thought that she was probably fine until the very end of the episode, and she confirmed it by backing Caleb up in that that moment of tension at yeah. the end. He was just like, if if because of the things that she was dealing with, he put on a different set of sunglasses to watch her and make sure that everything was fine. Everything probably was fine, and at the end, Caleb and Liam was like, "This is." This is probably extraneous. She is probably fine. She has been really good with us, but it's but I don't trust it to just leave it. Mm. So the only reason that all that should happen is because he was like, well, I found out this. I'm probably jumping to another question. I found out this okay. thing. It's in, information that the group will want to know. The group wants me to be more forthright. Hey, group, get in a battle formation. Hey, group, 
I found out this thing is really bad, so let's take precautions. And it's, it's great because Caleb thinks that he has a bag of broken glass that nobody wants to touch, and it turns out that he's right. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. So like even when he was, and I love how the episode ended, even, even in a moment when he was trying to do what he thought the group would want, he doesn't know how to do it. Because he's been in a fucking asylum for 11 years. Yeah. He doesn't know how to do it anymore. When you said, I say I don't know what any of this means and I walk away. Yeah. And I walk away. Um, why? I mean, why not continue the conversation? Why just choose to walk because away? Because I, I already said 10 minutes ago that Liam floating back knows that, that every, everybody's judgment of Caleb was based on everything that's happened before this day. Right. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. that yeah. easily. But in the moment, the things that, that Bo is throwing in his face, like the trauma, which is a very real thing, had nothing to do with anything that was going on in his mind. So like he went back and forth, he went back and forth, he went back and forth. He wants us to work. He wants us to work. He he doesn't want to argue anymore, and I and literally just didn't understand why trauma was getting brought into it. And and like the best thing to do, is to disengage. Yeah. Like if he's getting that angry, if he's getting that upset, like why build it? Just walk away from it. And another thing with Caleb, I'm sure I'm just jumping ahead to all my questions. That's okay. We we're, is that yeah, like. Caleb doesn't need in this group to feel like people respect him or think he's a badass or think he's cool or, oh, Caleb, you know, help us. You, we look to you for arcane knowledge. Caleb thinks that he is a piece of shit. Yeah. So this is just confirming probably what he unconsciously wants. And all he needs is to get stronger and to learn more. So him feeling like a badass or cooler or everybody patting him on the back in this group doesn't fucking matter. All he needs to do is learn more and grow. So if he needs to shut up and just roll with it and, and be thought of as an awkward bag of broken glass, if as long as they'll keep him around, fine. Because mm. he just needs access to things that he hasn't had access to for five years, and he hasn't, and he can't argue with the results that he's been getting. Yeah. And he's told her everything. Mm. So he can ghost if he wants to, but just like as he's analyzing the pluses and the minuses and what he's getting out of being here, even though he feels like shit, and the group did make him feel like shit, like he thinks he deserves, mm. he's still getting something out of it. And is, and is getting that unconscious need to be told, you fucked up and you're a fuck up. Yeah. That's harsh, but that's, that's the experiment I'm doing with this campaign as a, as a guy that does not like himself. Interesting. Man, I feel like that does no favors to everyone who said I was being so mean to Caleb. She is talking, she is talking from, she is talking from her experience. She has nothing to do with what happened to him. She is not responsible for him. He is not looking for pity from anybody. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want to be coddled. He barely knows how to accept what not is doing. Mm. He misses his mother and father, so he lets that happen, but he doesn't know what to make of it. He just lets it happen. As so far everyone as her get being off around. her back. Caleb is where he wants to be, which is moving towards his goal. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Which is more margaritas. <laughs> Always. Uh, secret, uh, secret backstory. <laughs> secret, secret backstory. Yeah. Super objective. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the subtext under the subtext. Yeah. Exactly. 
D20s or die, Marisha wants to know, it seems Bo is a pretty clear problem with authority figures. Yes. Uh, were Caleb's latest actions too similar to those with authority who Bo has despised in the past? Any connection there? Yes. Okay. Ding. Very much so. You kind of pretty much nailed it on the head. Well, I didn't. D20s or die did. Um, yes. They rolled a natural 20 with that question. Um, <laughs> and I, to, since you you brought it up, like Bo bringing up Caleb's trauma was basically speaking directly to that point, um, which we have since talked about. We sure have, because it's... A lot. It's a lot. This week has been a lot. Yeah. 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 And this week will be a lot. Um, but yes, it, it just, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, we have time for a couple more quick ones here. Uh, this one comes from They Pray, or it's Vape Ray. Vape Ray. <laughs> uh, what went through your heads when Yasha successfully destroyed the bull? Didn't expect that. That was awesome. I didn't think it'd work. Yasha's a badass. Yeah. Uh, badass sword. Yeah. Badass. Yeah. Godly abilities yeah, hidden, Caleb, hiding somewhere in there. Caleb poo-pooed that idea. Yeah, gone. Yeah, gone. Clearly doesn't know everything. True. Yeah, got a couple more books to read for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to go back to the smut shop. Back to the smut shop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> can I get? Uh, you can't contain that one, can you, Carl? <laughs> <laughs> can I get some ink, some paper, and some hand towels? <laughs> I would like high quality paper and ink and also uh, whatever the medieval equivalent of Kleenex is. Thank you very much. Yes, yes. I would like all of your lotions, please. Uh, our final question of the night, Jesus Christ, um, comes from Miranda Katie Pruitt. Do you think the group will feel a need to address the communication issues within the Mighty Nine soon? For both. That's not up for me to say. Well, do you think, why? Why is why it not, not up for you to say? I, I really don't have an opinion. I don't know. Caleb doesn't know. Yeah, but you do. But you do. I don't know what if it would make us. it a better or worse. I, I honestly don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I think it might turn into... Uh, it, uh, now, that answer t says what I think should happen on the show, so I don't know. Hmm. I mean... I, I think it'd go either way. I think with everyone, and, and, and once again, I think there's been a lot of speculation that this argument has destroyed Bo and Caleb's relationship to a point of no return. I don't think that's how conflicts between friends work. Every time I've yeah, had a conflict not. with a friend, I tend to grow stronger with them afterwards. Honestly, I was stoked after all this because I felt like it was a breaking point that we've all been maybe kind of waiting for. Mm. Um, you know, and once again, like we were talking about this, like no one's mentioned, no one's asked Bo about her backstory. I think this has grounds to now, yeah. you know, like That's no true. one's- or an organic way to bring that, to be able to bring that into the conversation. Right, right. And like, and, it, and honestly, like it's hard for me to even like sit here tonight and like justify anything that Bo did with, anybody really knowing mm. why she acted the way she did and it's hard to even like try and it try and justify it um, so I, I think that it, that it is a breaking point I, I think it was kind of a, a good straw that needed to happen um, to go back to what you said at the beginning of the answer though 
about how some people speculating this is like a friendship destroying thing. If anything, really, I feel like moments like this are what actually bring people closer together. Yeah. Because no, regardless of our emotional makeup and our ego and whatever else, there is some part of you that w that appreciates when someone calls you on your bullshit. Totally. And not that you're bullshitting, but on your bullshit, yeah. or like that you take things too far, or whatever else it is. I try to surround myself with people like that because it keeps me sharp, yeah. and it keeps me from becoming an even bigger douchebag than yeah. I am. But I, those I moments, those moments create respect, and they create, create respect, like. Yeah. Communication, I guess, kind of going back to that question. Yeah, I yeah. would adjust slightly and say that there there has been no friendship as of yet. They've only known each other for two or three yeah. weeks, but this could be. I'm not going to say it is, but yeah. potentially is the beginning, the beginnings of friendship. I mean, yeah. at least with Caleb, he's been alone for four and a half, for five years, and then had someone who was like, you're the best for six months, mm -hmm. which is has been appreciated, but not necessarily what he needs. It's not the same thing as having a yeah. rounded... It's like a slap, wake up. Yeah, and, and maybe. If someone gets upset, that just means that they care. Like, you wouldn't get upset if you didn't give a shit. Yeah. And that's true, I think, for uh, for real life, too. Like, it's, it's what our parents have always tried to tell us when we were shitty kids. Like, I wouldn't get mad at you if I didn't care. Yeah, yeah, Everyone, yeah. you know, has had that moment of someone telling them yeah. that. Um, and I think people need to, to keep that in mind. And I know we're like reaching the end of our episode, but I, you know, just as a closer, I just kind of wanted to like project that thought. Oh, thanks, Siri. Towards think, thanks, Siri. She said thank you for my pocket. I didn't ask her anything, but she you're, said thank you're you. great, Siri. Yep. Yeah, but you know what she's close to? I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I'd be saying thank you too, my goiter. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I mean, I. <laughs> I tend to walk away from any episode where if I speak out vocally, being cautious of where I tread mm. on the internet. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you're upset at Caleb, or if you're upset at Bo, or if you're set upset at Ford for holding a sword to Caleb's throat, like, I, I I think that art and that acting and that media is there and these stories are there to teach us about mm -hmm. ourselves mm -hmm. and why we get these emotions towards these certain things. And, uh, you know, Liam and I have been talking a lot, like all weekend, about yeah. how fascinating the Team Bo, Bo versus Team Caleb discussions have been. It's been like a governmental psychological experiment with half the internet saying you suck and half the internet saying you suck and yeah. it's it can only come from people like being way invested they, yeah in, they in deeply care doing. which yeah, is like um, it's amazing yeah. like it's incredible and, uh, and like it's i mean we're truly blessed to be a, a part hashtag blessed <laughs> to be um a part of something that people feel that passionately about um so I don't know, like harness. There's a that. difference between a conversation and like lashing out at, at the actor is what you're talking about. And that too. Yes. I think so that that's like, a separate yes. thing. I mean, just know yeah. that we're playing strange people on purpose. Exactly. I mean, that's as simple as that. Yeah. We're playing strange people on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like without flaws, without those ups and downs, etc., it would 
they would not be interesting characters that, you know, a hundred episodes from now were going to be really emotionally connected to. Yeah. You no, know? I mean, no one wants to play Superman. No one yeah. wants to be invulnerable to not everything in the Cavill best. Wants to play yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, Caleb will kill Bo with a fireball eventually, so all this will be a moot point. Episode 43, I'm calling it right now. That's when it'll go happen. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Shh. Go see your parents. Well, guys. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Danny. Uh, goodness gracious. But anyway, we love you all. We love you. We do. And we love everybody. We love everybody. Uh, do you know who doesn't love us, though? Our producer, Max. Yeah, buff Keanu Reeves is Tolerates upset. Tolerates us, though. Well, guys. <laughs> That's all the time we have for tonight. <sighs> Stick around for Tox Machina After Dark. Mm -hmm. hmm. It's Machina. Tox Machina After Dark. I would like to hashtag thank my guests, courtesy this week of at Molly underscore mockery. That's cool. Oh. Oh. Kneebowl for frying. <laughs> okay. okay. Give me the dish, okay? Okay. And I'm your host, adding Callie to the roster. That's cool, oh, right? Oh, oh, that's cool. That's I love tight. I'm Liam O'Brien, and I support this message. <laughs> yeah, you can reply to this massage. <laughs> hey guys, Critical Role Campaign Two, Episode Twenty Two airs this week. Ooh, Twenty Two episodes. Double digits. Until then, For please, 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 don't forget to love each other. Goes for you too. Don't forget to love each other. Fuck off, Ray. <laughs> uh, don't worry, it's almost <laughs> Thursday. Stay turnt, my friends. Hi, Dukin. Hi. Dukin. I don't know, man. I'm out of love. Hey there, friend. What's happening? I'm. Sorry, my ear moved a little bit there, but. What are you gonna do? Oh my God. Are we, no, 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 I'm gonna hide behind Danny. I'm not coming anywhere near that set. No. I save you. No. I save you. I don't want it. Wait, hold it there. Keep it. Don't move. Don't move. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wait a minute. Is there a fucking delay on this shit? No, they they got a Oh, he took a picture of it. They took a picture of the real one off the side. What happens if I do this though? This is called movie magic. What? Shit. Wait. Now go to the other one. Oh, now you're messing everything up. Oh my god. Don't go into the eyes, Brian. Oh, that's somehow worse. Hello. Hello, old friends. Ford here. I'm Conan O'Brien from 1998. I don't like it. I don't like it. Don't do that again, Brian. Oh, man. Oh, you don't take That's all chief, here. dude. That's all chief. Uh, let's do some questions here from the Alpha Chat. That's what we do here on After Dark. That's a um, great idea. That's a great idea. Let's just. Oh, I see. We have to turn the forward. Yeah. It's like. Uh, I used to have to like turn that picture of my grandmother around whenever I would have a girl over, you know? Yeah. And Ford walks away. <laughs> and Ford walks away. Uh, Marisha, Andy and D wants to know, how much fun did you have at the Stream of Many Eyes game? Also, how was being DM'd by someone other than Matt or the cast? Oh my gosh, it was great. Deborah killed it as a DM. Yeah. She was awesome. I personally love experiencing other DMs because I think you like, 
I think we we get so into like Matt's ticks and we start overanalyzing his, his play tells. style, his tells. Yeah. It's like a poker game. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, each DM has a different experience and a different way of playing, and like it's great. In my opinion, different DMs are always like different teachers or like mm-hmm. different different senseis. Yeah, you know what I mean. You're like each one teaches me a different thing. Yeah. And mm. I love it. Uh, you also got to play with Matt as a player. Yes. Yeah. That Which never happens. People got to see Matt play. I mean, I know he was in Honey Heights and stuff. He always goes all in on an accent, obviously. He does. And yeah. he's, uh, he's kind of good at it. He's, he's all right. Yep. Everyone got to discover why I don't do characters with thick accents for long-term games. Yeah. Everyone was like, what the fuck was with that accent? And what I'm like, do? exactly. I didn't see it, what'd you do? Can we get a little sample? Can we get a little it was sample? like a little bit Scottish mixed with a little bit Irish mixed with, you know, if I, I didn't know what was going on, I'd just go Cockney. Okay, okay. She yeah. was a dwarf. Okay, casting director Liam is listening, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. no, don't! <laughs> no! Ah, you just I'll blew your career. <laughs> Just blew the whole career on After Dark. <laughs> That's what I do. I blow my whole career on After Dark every week. Yeah. <laughs> um, this one's cool. This is from Gust He Ghost. Gusty Gust. <laughs> no, it's Gust the Ghost. Gust the Ghost. Uh, any tips Coast on embracing Coast. conflict between characters in a game? I'm guessing it helps that you're real life good close friends. Uh, y- yeah. I mean, Mersh and I trust each other a lot, um, and I've known each other for a long time now. Um, also, being an actor for a long time helps because the whole point of Hamlet or the movie Heat or Teletubbies or whatever, you know, is conflict. Mm-hmm. So you just get used to conflict. I mean, like any movie or show, or you know, if everyone's like, "Hey, we're really drinking coffee together and happy," I mean, no one watches that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I mean, you just get used to it. But yeah. um, it's reps at bat, and definitely, if you're the person you're working with, you trust, uh, you feel at ease. I mean, we get away with saying terrible shit to each other and, fi- and weird shit to each other in this game. I mean, uh, that's part of the 11 herbs and spices of this show, is we mm-hmm. know each other so well, we know that we, what we can get, get away with and what we'll be comfortable with. Yeah. I guess, I don't know if that's helpful. It is, Certainly, yeah, there's a I lot of words. So. Yeah. Trust is huge, and I think just maturity, maturity to like know that you, to separate one from the other. Yeah. Um, and know that there isn't necessarily supposed to be comfort in conflict. If you're doing conflict right, it's not going to be comfortable. Right. Um, and, I, and I think it does take, I don't know, once again, that sounds uppity, but a, probably a more experienced role player to be able to make sure that they can tread those waters safely. Yeah. Um, because there is like care and you, you do have to have personal care and I think like after care, like, like yeah, I said, like me and him yeah, checked in. we talked about stuff. Yeah. In last campaign and this campaign, not, not planning, but just like, well, that was intense. What did you think of that? And yeah. Are yeah. you what good? I'm opinions? good. Are you good? Yeah. 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 And we did all that this go around. Yeah. And we'll do all of it again if we need to. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. were you okay with this? Was this okay? Do you understand where I was coming from here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. I would also say, um, and we've said this before, uh, embrace failure. But I don't just mean like, yay, ones, and oh, bad things are happening to the characters. But 
Like, last game, I was sure there'd be a question about this. I wasn't paying attention, and I uh, started using spells that would have killed Marisha's character, because I was... Uh, focused on, I was like convinced that I wasn't going to try to damage. I was like, which, yeah. which, which, like support spell uh, will be most helpful here? And I really just not was not paying attention. Um, did, like the idea that you have to be perfect all the time um, is is silly. Mm-hmm. And like what I love about our game, this game in general, and our game especially, is that it feels like rehearsals to me for plays and projects I've worked on, where like you're really reaching and trying amazing things, and amazing things do happen. But you know, twenty percent of the time we whiff. Yeah. And it's shitty. Yeah. And so what? Yeah. And you reach high, and you reach high. If you reach high, you're going to score a lot, and and mistakes are going to happen. And just laugh at yourself. We laugh at ourselves. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Thanks for not killing me, man. <laughs> It'll happen. Super. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. Don't worry. It'll happen. It'll happen yeah. in time. It'll happen. Um, let's see here. Unknown Answer asks, now that Caleb is enlarged bow, would they consider making a code name for this move like Caleb has with not? That's a good question. Mm. There's been a lot of debate about this one. Uh, there's Swole Regard. There's also uh, Jumbo, Jumbo oh, which is Jumbo. pretty ga- pretty great. Bolasus was my... Bolasus is great. What did in. I say? Bogantic? Bogantic. I think. Oh, wow. Bogantic. Bogantic, a big, big bow. That's a, a big, big reference bow. Game. Yeah, that's um, good. That's good. Um, what else were there? I saw like a Bozilla or something mm-hmm. like that. I think I saw someone do. Okay. Okay. But we could um, vamp on this for like 15 minutes at man, least. Man, there's so many puns. Too many mm-hmm. puns. What about for Yasha and Bo? Giant Women, the Giant Women's Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Yasha. Boyasha. That's a different thing. That's a different thing. That other people yeah. worry about besides yeah. me, Danny. Something Just else. That's not my job <laughs> to think about that. It's my job. It's yeah. Danny's job. That's true. That's yeah. actually true. Uh, here's one. Wordy Wonderwolf says, what's the best celebrity comparison you can make to Max? To that Max? Mm-hmm. Lou Diamond Phillips after a bee sting. I'm going to say... No. Um, uh, um, Young and just worked out Antonio Banderas. Oh yeah, just worked out like hours that's ago. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Like still a little, you know, glisteny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the yeah. fresh workout glow. I would say oh like God, assassins. No, no, not glow. sweaty. Just glistening. Like, like, like there's a difference like between a little more smoldery Jack Black. Yeah, okay. that's I'm one. Sure. No, but not Jack Black, but like a more smoldery Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's get those lights <laughs> up. Let's turn those lights up a lot. He loves and being who's the actor who's like totally insane and has done terrible things. Yes, I should probably stop there. The let's be honest. No, uh, he was in Strange Days. He's really like he's gone off the deep end. It's better that I don't think of his are name. Are you thinking I think. of um, are you Henry thi- Winkler? No, are you Henry thinking- Winkler. Shut your mouth. I think of Tom Sizemore. There it is. Tom Sizemore. Yeah, he does look like Tom Sizemore a lot. See you, buddy. Thanks for your work you know, today. But like, a good, but like a good person. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good Tom oh, Sizemore. No! Look what you've done. Oh boy, we're gonna have to buy some cupcakes Listen, or something. I didn't start this, but I will finish it. Um, oh, here's one from Vaguely Functioning. Is that, my, is that me? <laughs> um, can either of your characters play any instruments? If not, what would they like to play? Oh man, Caleb is uh, terrible at accents, terrible at impressions, 
terrible at, at musical instruments. Uh, okay at singing because he has to speak celestial. Um, yeah. Is celestial like singing? It is. It is like singing. Yeah, it's like a little, little bit of Latin. That was Close Encounters of. That sounded more like. Yeah, I was gonna say that sounded more like the uh, organ at my old Catholic school. Got to, to church music was close encounters of the third. Yeah. I think Bo would be full on drumline. Yeah, she would yep. definitely be a drummer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, she would be like um, Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins just with all the instruments. I bet, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet Bo could crump. Uh, crunk? Crump. Mm. Crump. Crump. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dagger? Have Bo do some daggering? I mean, she's made of muscle. Right, like yeah. lean muscle, and every time I, there was a documentary on crumping, and those people look like Tyler Durden at all times, just going. Really? I better not do that. It's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to pull yeah. something while crumping. That was only half a second. Our squeeze. <laughs> Leave me yeah. alone. Oh, he's up. <laughs> you up? Um, here's one for you guys from Rdone83. Travis got to play Grog again this weekend. Would oh. you want to play your Vox Machina characters again? Sure. Love to. Sure. Miss good old Kiki. Yeah. Just doing 30 minutes <laughs> you know. a piece on Pillars was great. Yeah, yeah it's good to re- It was weird. It's oh. like saying hi to an old friend. They're not gone. Yeah. They're just waiting for a little while. <laughs> that actually ties into this other question, Professor Pale Pants. <laughs> 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 That's a good one. <laughs> That's a pretty good one, <laughs> Professor Pale Pants. Give me my surprise. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Um, before Pillars of Eternity 2, what were your favorite video games where you got to play as your friends? As friends? Yeah. Wait, what? Oh. Was that, that question? Some, before Pillars 2, what was your favorite game to play with like people oh, we know? With people from the it. cast of Critical Role, oh, not us, it. but other people. Uncharted? Uh, Lost Legacy. I mean the 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 um, Telltale Batman games with Laura as Catwoman oh, and yeah. Travis. I like really liked Laura in um, sh- don't fuck up the name Liam Infamous. I like oh, Travis oh, and Laura in Infamous. Yeah. She was fucking yeah. awesome in that game. She had like the pink hair. Yeah, yeah. She purple streaked around. Yeah, great. Doing all this great. stuff. Ashley Johnson in The Last of Us. Maybe the best video game performance of all time. I might be biased. She's a good friend of mine, but it's totally true. I just played through it again last week. I mm. I, I never finished playing through the remastered version on PS4. I just played PS3, so mm. I played it in three nights. And Ash was like, what are you doing? I'm like playing Last of Us for like seven hours a night, but I forgot how terrifying that game oh, is. It's yeah. terrifying. It's good shit. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good one. It's, that's it's good weird. One. I feel like I'm always just our friends. Injustice? Yeah. Courtney Taylor in Fallout. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Fallout yeah, 4. Yeah, yeah. Julie she was Nathanson my was great in Far Cry 5. Yeah, Julie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, just Grog you and Fallout was great too? in God of War. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, uh, I'm friends with a writer named Tom Bissell. Uh, who wrote uh, The Tell Disaster so. Artist yeah. uh, and uh, many video games, and he was just going off on how Friday the 13th is one of his favorite game that Marisha is a camp counselor in and gets murdered oh, by Jason Voorhees. So I intend to check that game out now. Who played Jason Voorhees? I don't know. Jason Priestley? I don't know. I don't know if he does. I don't know. We, we didn't do group records on that one. Hmm. That was a fun so game, Jason though. Voorhees isn't... A, he's a strong, silent uh, yeah. serial killer. I'm sure he might just needed, like grunt. I'm sure they needed. 
Momo. That was good. Um, good job. I think we have time for one more. Well, first, before we do that, Kay or Dwayne wants to know, to the Tox Machina production crew, what are your favorite cookies? Christopher? This motherfucker doesn't eat cookies. Chief? Uh, chocolate chip, let's go classic. I'm not familiar with that brand. Danny? Chocolate chip or sugar cookies. Chocolate chip or sugar cookies. Courtney? All right, very specifically, there's a brand called Matt's Cookies. Matt's, Matt's Cookies. cookies. You can find them in the Midwest and they're Midwest. You can find them in the Midwest. Man, so Max. much. Maxwell Max. James? Matt's. So much sexual innuendo went through my brain on that one. Oatmeal chocolate chip, that's oatmeal. cool. Oatmeal chocolate chip? All right, the that's... Oatmeal raisin is disgusting. Oatmeal raisin, don't do that. Max, that's really strange. Anything Girl Scout. Anything Girl Scout, sure. Anything oatmeal Girl chocolate Scout. chip? Yeah, that's weird. Oatmeal, just don't put oatmeal in a cookie. Oatmeal iced cookies Just eat it, eat oatmeal for breakfast. Leave the cookies for the good shit. I don't need healthy oatmeal shit in my cookie. Yeah, well, yeah. Snickerdoodles? Oh, no, Snickerdoodles are awesome, best. dude. Oh, I'll just man. eat a tub of Snickerdoodles. You gotta eat the like, hot dough. content right here, <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, this is what you tune in for. <laughs> you gotta it eat those It took one hot. question about cookies to de derail this whole show. Yep. That's how we roll. Um, all right, well, I think we're pretty much... Oh, this is for Miss Mick uh, Crashland. Can anyone sing Sam's D&D Beyond ad? Nope. Oh my God, this is the best story though. When Tell we it. were um, going into our show, Deborah's show for uh, Stream of uh, Mini Eyes. Eyes this weekend, and we were waiting in the whole audience broke into the D&D Beyond theme song. Yeah. They were playing it throughout the stream. Yes, yeah. they were playing it, and everyone started singing along with it. It, it was... It was so surreal. It, it was, was cool, so man. crazy. Cool. I don't know the words. Well, like making breakfast, I start going like ba 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 da ba ba da. Yeah, yeah. But then I segue into put your finger in my butt, my butt, my butt, uh, which is another good... song Sam uh, yeah. sings, which is on YouTube. Uh, I just sort of segue there for some reason. Heck yeah, dude! I uh, I saw the ad air on the TVs they had in the back there a few times, and it was fun to watch people freak out because uh, a lot of people hadn't seen it. And I was like, yeah, man. Girl, it would be super if you occupy my pooper. Put <laughs> your finger Is that in my butt, lyrics? my butt, my butt. Yeah, man, that it's sounds, Sam fucking Regal. That sounds like some Sam Regal shit. And Rob Blatt. Regal and Blatt. Regal and Blatt. Rob Blatt's cool. Like yeah. Well, that's all the time we have for tonight, folks. That was uh, Liam talking about fingers and butts instead of singing D&D &D Beyond. And that's Tuesday. what you want. I was going to say, that's his second favorite topic to talk about. Yes. Yeah. That's what you want out of your alpha subscription. Well, gang, thank you guys for uh, taking time to really dive deep into stuff. Marisha, I know it's hard because you have to kind of tiptoe around a lot of answers because you don't really have a lot of backstory out yet. But thank you for, you know, doing your best. Unfortunately, that's tonight right. it was not good enough. Right. <laughs> so we're going to have to ask you to leave. Ask me a question, damn it. Tell us about your Scientology, Beauregard. Yeah. Yeah. How many What Thetan level are you? Thetan levels. I have my own planet. Danny, bring out the E-meter. Can we show that on the... I think I know what that is. Can we show that on Twitch? <laughs> good night, guys. We love you. Best way. Good night, Ford. Goodbye, Ford. Goodbye, Ford. Good night, Jester. Shh. Wait. He, did you see what he did? He put Ford's face on, on the Ford. <laughs> so it was still facing. Yeah, there it is. 
That's amazing. Even though it's turned around. Oh, dude. Nice one, Chief. What is this show? Oh, that was it. <laughs> what you just saw. Thank you for listening to Tox Machina on the Critical Role Podcast Network. If you like this episode, please drop a review on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tox Machina airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash critical role on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific. We'll see you next time. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.